as one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Answer the republic for which it stands. The Democratic National Committee is located in the Watergate office building. The burglars forced a stairwell door, then taped its latch open. Well, I'm not a crook. I shall resign the presidency effective at noon tomorrow. One nation under God. This is as close as we can get to the base of the World Trade Center. And you can see the two towers, a huge explosion now raining debris on all of us. We better get out of the way. Good Lord, there are no words. Indivisible with liberty and justice for all. Title IX, the landmark civil rights law. It marked a watershed moment for women's rights when it passed in 1972. And the Supreme Court has overturned Roe v. Wade. Legal Anatomy of Current Events, preparing for launch. Legal Anatomy of Current Events, launch sequence started. D-16, IU green to go, propellants pressurized. T minus 15, legal anatomy of current events. SC ready and green to go. T minus 14, FOS ready, green to go. T minus 12, S1C fuel tank pressurized. T minus 11, SC green to go. Legal anatomy of current events, green to go. T minus 10, internal power, green to go. LES ready for ignition. T minus 9, 8, 7. We have ignition. Five, four, commit for launch. Green, three, two, one. We have liftoff. Repeat, we have liftoff. Legal anatomy of current events, all for you. Now on the air, target locked. Hello, America. This is Brad Pollock, the law firm of Bell and Pollock. Uh, we are here to talk to you about a new legal topic. Uh, each um, podcast that we do, each show that we do. Um, today, we're going to try and talk about a current event. We're going to talk about the International Criminal Court. Now, I don't know how many of you know what the International Criminal Court is. It was established in 2002 by the Rome Statute. Now, that probably helped all of you start knowing what the International Criminal Court is all about, right? So we can just stop the show right here and we all know what's happened. Um, actually, to put it in context, the International Criminal Court or the ICC is the entity which issued an arrest warrant for um, Mr. Putin, uh, the president of Russia. And um, the question is, uh, does that mean anything? And who is this group that decides they can issue this kind of warrant? Uh, what makes them think they have the authority to do so? And does it really mean anything? And if it does, then what's it going to do or how's it going to happen? Uh, so let's talk a little bit about the International Criminal Court to begin with and get an idea of what they're about, who they are, um, how they came into being, and excuse me, and uh, what they're all about. Uh, the International Criminal Court was, as, as I stated, established in 2002 by the Rome Statute, which was adopted by the United Nations General Assembly in 1998. The ICC is a permanent international court that is located in Hague, Netherlands, and or oftentimes we say Hague, Netherlands, and is the first court of its kind. The ICC was created in response to growing recognition of the need for independent international courts to hold individuals accountable for the most heinous crimes, uh, which are often cross national borders and are difficult for individual countries to address on their own. The idea for the International Criminal Court has been 
discussed for many years uh, prior to the ICC's uh, creation, but it was not until the 1990s when the Rwanda genocide and the Balkan Wars occurred that the idea gained significant momentum. Uh, The types of cases that the International Criminal Court uh, can rule on are described in um, Part 2 of the Roman Statute, and it covers uh, questions such as jurisdiction, admissibility, and applicable law. Now, for many of you, you don't understand jurisdiction, and that's whether or not what the court does, um, if the person is actually subject to what the court says or what the court does, um, is it really within the jurisdiction of the court to enter any any, um, decision whether or not somebody has committed a crime? Um, And can the court really issue an arrest warrant to have somebody brought before it? Uh, The court does not have the power to try a case when the person is not physically present to to try the case. So in the current situation, if um, the court wanted to hold Mr. Putin responsible or actually have a trial of of Mr. Putin with respect to what he has or hasn't done um, in the war with Ukraine, then he uh, the court has the 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 responsibility to get him before the court in order to. Um, have somebody prosecute him and somebody defend him. You're probably thinking the same thing I am right now, and we'll talk about it later, but what are the chances really that the International Criminal Court, the ICC, is ever going to get Putin in front of him uh, so that they can determine whether or not he's committed some kind of crime? Uh, We know that President Zelensky wants that done. Um, We know that other people sat back and listened and watched, but the question is, what exactly do we even think the um, Uh, Mr. Putin's done wrong that would put him within the confines of or within the jurisdiction of the International Criminal Court. The reason he asked that question is because this war has been going on for over a year. Uh, Did it really take him that long to figure out that uh, he had committed a crime, if in fact he had committed a crime? Or is that something that is new or something else came up or what's happening with respect to the crime? Uh, Mainly, the International Criminal Court uh, concerns itself with crimes of genocide, crimes against humanity, war crimes, and crimes of aggression. If you're sitting there, depending on whose side you are with respect to the uh, war in Ukraine, you have different uh, differences of opinions as far as whether or not uh, this is a um, crime against humanity, whether it's a war crime or whether it's a crime of aggression. It's not our job to, in this show, to get ourselves involved in uh, the question of whether or not uh, um, the, it's an appropriate war or not, everybody has their own opinion on that. But the question is, is how do we suddenly decide we're going to have an, an international criminal court uh, state uh, put in a warrant out for Mr. Putin? And to what extent does that mean anything? And um, what should we be doing about it? Or what does it mean? The statute was adopted after years of negotiations and discussions among the international community. It was signed off on by 120 countries and ratified by 60, which was the minimum number uh, required for it to enter into force. The ICC began operating in 2002, and since then, it has prosecuted several high-profile cases, including the war crimes in Darfur and the Lord's Resistance Army in Uganda and crimes committed during the conflict in Libya. So, the the Roman statute def- defines the crimes falling within the jurisdiction of the ICC. Uh, it sets out the rules for the court's functioning and outlines the relationship between the ICC and national ju- uh, jurisdictions. It also establishes the organs in, of the court and the including the presidency and the judicial divisions and the office of the prosecutor in the registry. So, 
it's a, it's a formal entity that does have the respect and does have um, some power. It, it has placed people and leaders of nations and in, in, in leaders of armies in, in, in jail. It has carried out these these situations and these crimes and uh, are, I mean, it's trials and has issued arrest warrants to, to, um, to have people arrested and brought before it. But the ICC, the International Criminal Court, does not have its own police force or enforcement mechanism. Instead, it relies on the cooperation from the states uh, to arrest and surrender suspects. And when I say states, I mean the states that have signed off and are part of the ICC. Now, I'm going to give you a little note here. Um, as we talk about this, the ICC, um, the United States is not part of the ICC. It's not signed in. Neither is the Ukraine. Neither is Russia. Neither is China. So, you know, you've got a couple of uh, four countries there that are probably uh, um, front and center with respect to this matter. And yet none of the four of them are part of the ICC. Now, Ukraine, um, President Zelensky has has obviously um, praised the arrest warrant issued by the by by the ICC and is very much happy about what happened and that there's a, an arrest warrant out for for Mr. Putin and we've already said the ICC doesn't have its own enforcement uh, mechanism it does not have its own police force and so the question is how and what does this really mean if anything um, or it does is it just taking uh, another step in trying to attack. The reputation or the standing of of Mr. Putin or any of the people who are working within him, within his his powers and within his direction. <clears throat> Non-state parties such as the United States, such as Ukraine, such as China, such as Russia, uh, um, they they are not legally bound to comply with ICC arrest warrants. So we have this arrest warrant for Mr. Putin and. Um, these, these states are not legally bound to either com- even comply with the arrest warrant. Now, a lot of times when you see arrest warrants issued, um, we have what crops up to be bounty hunters. And they, of course, try to get the person who is the subject matter of the arrest warrant and, and drag them into court and drag them before a proper party. Uh, I'm trying to imagine how that would ever happen if that, uh, if that occurred with Mr. Putin and if somebody decided that they were going to suddenly uh, somehow capture him or kidnap him and rush him off into a state that's part of the ICC. And, you know, if you're all sitting there as I am, um, we might start thinking, uh, well, you know what? Um, if that happened, you, you better get him into a state where the Russian forces don't want to come get him back. And we'd obviously have, have to have some diplomatic uh, um, actions taken with respect to Russia, um, because I'm sorry, with respect to China, because I would think China may have something to say about whether or not it thinks the leader of a country can be simply plucked up and hauled off into another state so that he can be held accountable for uh, an arrest warrant that the ICC has issued. In practice, the enforcement of ICC arrest warrants is obviously very difficult, particularly when the suspect is a high-ranking government official uh, or a leader in an armed of an armed group with significant political and military power, which I think we think we would all agree Russia falls within. Some states have refused to cooperate with the ICC arrest warrants, arguing that the conflict with their national sovereignty or that of the ICC is is uh, biased against certain countries. As a result, several suspects who have been issued arrest warrants by the ICC remain at large. Now, the ICC has has 
uh, been successful in certain instances. Uh, for instance, in 2005, it issued an arrest warrant for Joseph Kony, the leader of the Lord's Resistance Army, the LRA, in Uganda uh, for war crimes and crimes against humanity, including using abducted children as soldiers for his army. Uh, Kony is still at large. He has not been found, so we say that um, although the, the, issue, the arrest warrant was issued, nothing has happened. Um, we have the Yugoslavian political leader, uh, Slobodan Milosevic. I knew I was going to butcher that name, but that's the way it goes. Um, he is, uh, was a Yugoslavian uh, politi- uh, politician and former president of Serbia and was accused of committing war crimes during the Balkan conflicts in the 1990. Uh, Mr. Milosovic died in his prison cell at the UN War Crimes Tribunal's Detention Center in the Haug, uh, Netherlands, in 2006, while on trial for war crimes and genocide charges. So at that point, the arrest warrant did work, but by that time, he had lost most of his power, and obviously his, uh, his military operations had been defeated. We have Charles Taylor, who was a former... Um, l- Liberian, Liberian, I'm sorry, leader and warlord who was convicted of war crimes and crimes against humanity by the International Criminal Court for his role in the Sierra Leone uh, Civil War. Uh, uh, Mr. Taylor is currently serving a 50-year sentence after being convicted of the ICC by the ICC court. So, and then you have Jean-Pierre Bemba uh, in 2008. Um, the ICC arrest issued an arrest warrant for him um, a Congolese politician and military leader for war crimes and crimes against humanity in the Central African Republic. Bembo was arrested in Belgium in 2008. Obviously, Belgium was part of the ICC and was convicted by the ICC in 2016. He was sentenced to 18 years in prison, but amazingly enough, was um, released on appeal in 2018. That case still remains um, open. Um, and so he spent a couple years in prison, but that, that was about it. So the question is, is let's say even under the Roman statute, and as all of you are sitting there, I'm wondering how many of you even have an idea of, once again, why Vladimir Putin was ever even had an arrest warrant issued. I'm not saying whether it's right or wrong. I'm saying, do we know why? Do you all just surmise, well, it must be what he did in Ukraine. It must be attacking Ukraine. And it was not for attacking Ukraine. So all of you sit tight and think about why and what is the reason that he was, um, um, uh, an arrest warrant was issued if it's not for attacking Ukraine. Um, So, you know, under the Roman statute, uh, diplomates um, uh, and other officials from other countries have immunity under international law and generally exempt from a court's jurisdiction. Uh, The Roman statute does not provide blanket immunity to all individuals with diplomatic status. And so we start with the idea that most foreign uh, officials come in diplomat diplomats. uh, They come into a country and they have diplomatic immunity that allows them to go into the country and come back out of the country, a foreign country, without being held responsible for anything that they've done and, and without being held responsible for anything that they did in the past. And a lot of times not without being held responsible for anything they do while they're in that country. It's a way to assure both sides uh, of the, of the coin, the, the official coming into the country and the, uh, the officials who are having that person into the country, the, a, an opportunity to be able to uh, meet and do things and maybe make make progress in the relationships between their countries or in, in helping their own 
uh, their own uh, citizens who are within that country to to be able to carry out certain actions uh, without being uh, arrested immediately coming into the country. Um, but remember, um, the ICC does not have immunity. It does not extend immunity. And so the question is, is does diplomatic immunity uh, protect uh, somebody like Vladimir Putin when he decides he wants to go into another country? Uh, uh, diplomatic immunity means that even if an individual holds an official position with diplomatic immunity, they can still be held criminally responsible for crimes within the jurisdiction of the ICC. So now we've got a different, we've got a, a wedge that's being driven in to the diplomatic immunity that is uh, is available under the Rome Statute and under the ICC. The Rome Statute also provides that the court may waive immunity in certain circumstances. The ICC can exercise jurisdiction over individuals with immunity if the state or international organization of which they are arrested waives their immunity. I can't imagine that Russia is ever going to um, waive immunity for Vladimir Putin. And um, as far as any other state saying they're going to waive their immunity and their their diplomatic immunity, I have a lot of trouble understanding how we think that's going to happen and what state's going to do that. And remember, nobody can force uh, Mr. Putin to go anywhere that he doesn't want to go. And, uh, you know, whether or not he would challenge the ICC by going into one of the states that is within the ICC is a question mark. And, and I, you know, once upon a time, I would have said there's no way in the world he's ever going to go anywhere where he is uh, subject to arrest or whether they're where they might arrest him. But I've begun to think the way um, the war in Ukraine has developed that um, Vladimir Putin may decide he wants to go anywhere he wants, whenever he wants, and see what the rest of the world wants to do about it. It's important to note that the ICC cannot order the waiver of immunity, but rather can only make a request to, to the relevant authorities, the country that exercises the warrant or the arrestee's home country. So we know Russia's not going to waive immunity, and we know pretty much that Putin's not going to go anywhere where um, he has a, a potential for being arrested, and he's going to make sure he's in well-grounded. So unless, of course, he gets betrayed by anybody with his, within his own government. Um, so what was the arrest warrant issued for? Why was it issued? What was it meant to do? Um, and, and what was the complaint about him that they were so dissatisfied? Uh, the International Criminal Court on March 17th issued an arrest warrant for Russian President Vladimir Putin and another Russian official, Maria Lvova Belova. Uh, for an alleged scheme to deport Ukrainian children to Russia. It wasn't for attacking Ukraine, and it wasn't for carrying out a war against Ukraine. It was for an alleged scheme to deport Ukrainian children to Russia. Um, The courts uh, stated that there were reasonable grounds to believe that Putin bears individual criminal responsibility for the alleged crimes for having committed them directly alongside others and for his failure to exercise control properly over civilian military subordinates, one of them being Ms. Belova, obviously, who committed the acts. The ICC charges are the first to be formally lodged against officials in Moscow since it began as unprovoked. Some people would say unprovoked. Now, um, I guess um, Russia has now at least addressed the United Nations saying they were provoked. It got a lot of laughter, and um, I'm not so sure it intended to have that happen. But for its attack um, against the Ukraine uh, last year, uh, the Kremlin has labeled the ICC's actions as, you guessed it, outrageous and unacceptable, and they consider the very posting of the question outrageous and unacceptable. Russia, like a number of states, does not recognize the jurisdiction of this court, and accordingly, any decisions of this kind are null and void for the Russian Federation, 
from the point of view of law. Kremlin spokesman uh, Peskov tweeted on Friday that it has no no effect on what the Russian Federation is going to do or how it's going to be involved. Um, It thanked the ICC for its historic decision, saying in the criminal proceedings being investigated uh, by their law enforcement officers, more than 16,000 forced um, deportations of Ukrainian children were, were, were carried out by the occupier, by Russia, and they have already that have already been recorded. Real full number of deportees may be much larger. So we have over sixteen thousand children who have been displaced from their home country in Ukraine, taken to Russia, put in homes in Russia, in a number of different locations in Russia where they are now living. Uh, we can't really determine under what circumstances. Maybe they're being well taken care of. Maybe they're not. So what's the response that Putin and the Russian government gives back? to what uh, they're doing with respect to these children. Yes, they're relocating these children, but they're stating that as they're going through uh, Ukraine and they're facing the, and they're, and they're running into these children whose parents are not readily available. They're six, seven, eight, nine, ten year olds, even some young teenagers. They're saying when they run into these children, they're, they're left on the streets. They have no money. They have no, no clothing. They have no food. They have no way to survive. And they're saying their relocation of these children back to a safe, comfortable, uh, spot in Russia where the where, where Russian people will take care of them and where Russian people will put a roof over their heads and love them and care for them and nurture them is not a crime against humanity. They're saying it is the humanitarian thing to do. So you'll have two sides to every story when you start trying to figure out what, what's happening in war and what's happening among nations. But as I stated, Russia, like the U.S., like Ukraine, and like China, are not members of the ICC. Uh, the court does not conduct trials in absentia, so uh, Vladimir Putin would have to be present, and um, he'd have to be um, handed over by Moscow or uh, arrested outside of Russia. Now, all of you sitting there thinking, what are the chances of that? If he, he's not going to be um, handed over by uh, Moscow, we know that. Unless he loses power very quickly, and I don't think that's going to happen, or or he has to um, be arrested outside of Russia, and I would think with the entourage he 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 goes, um, there's not much of a chance he's going to be arrested. And especially even the last time, you know, as of this show that I thought that he went anywhere was actually um, to China, and seeing as China's not a member of the ICC, and he was an invited guest of the Chinese government, I can't imagine that the Chinese are going to do anything about. Um, this this arrest warrant. So what's the purpose of this arrest warrant? What is the real goal that's trying to be accomplished? Is it to try to get um, uh, somebody else? Is it try to, you know, or, or do we try to get um, uh, his his cohorts, the people who were with him, who who did things with him, who were part of his uh, actions? Uh, Lvova Belova, uh, do we try and get her? She was the official for the government that actually was carrying out um, the actual physical processes of moving these children from Ukraine, Ukrainian children, that is. Yes, Ukrainian children. Now, based on the war, we don't know if there are orphans or not, but most countries will say even if they uh, are dealing with orphans from their fallen soldiers and their fallen families, they don't want them taken by the, the, the very country who's caused the problem and have them taken off into uh, um, the, the, the attacking countries and the aggressor uh, countries' uh, homes. Uh, where they're in places where it may be very hard to find them. So, uh, what what is the purpose? Uh, uh, we know that Vla- that that Zelensky has stated that it's a it's a great show of that once again the way the Russian government is in, acting improperly. 
but it doesn't seem to be anything that the Russians care about. It's nothing that the Chinese care about. It's nothing that the United States has acted on. It's um, something that hangs out there as an arrest warrant. Yes, we do have fallen leaders at times. Um, there's been nothing, nothing that we've seen where there might be any kind of uprising in Russia. Um, Ms. Lvova Belova does not appear to be at risk with respect to what happened. So is it just symbolic in nature? If it is, uh, why? Why do we bother having this symbolic in nature action? Now, it's not my job to necessarily answer all these questions. It's my job to raise some of them and to identify what the ICC, the International Criminal Court is, uh, what its powers are, what it's doing with its warrants, and if those warrants really mean anything. Uh, We did see back in World War II, when um, uh, Germany was finally defeated, that a number of its, uh, its leaders and its generals and a number of the people that acted for Germany were eventually held responsible before a tribunal, a court. And the question is, is this just something that's hanging out there that if and when uh, Vladimir Putin is, uh, over, is overthrown or whether when he gets off the, uh, the, the, I would say, the throne that he sits on in Russia, uh, can anything be done to, to, uh, to hold him responsible for what's happened with respect to these children? The International Criminal Court is a permanent international court uh, that was established in 2002. So it's relatively new, and it obviously, knowing that it was in 2002, we know that it was not the court that carried out the trials for the war crimes that the Germans committed in, in World War II. It can rule on cases related to genocide, crimes against humanity. Well, that sounds like we might have a crime against humanity, a war crime, maybe a war crime of taking these children um, and, and crimes of aggression. It, it outlines the ICC functions, uh, but it's only been ratified by 60 countries. It really has very little power, little force. Uh, the enforcement of the ICC issued arrest warrants is challenging, particularly when the suspect is a high-ranking government official or when states are not party to the Roman stat- statute. Um, and in this case, none of the major countries are parties to the Roman statute. Nonetheless, the ICC does play a critical role in the global fight against impunity for international crimes. It works. It, it, its work contributes to the development of international law and the promotion of justice and accountability. It helps bring out the fact that we have these problems, that we have leaders who are d- doing so- things of this nature, that we have war crimes. It helps bring out some of what's happening in the war. So many times we sit back and we, we even see the TVs and we, we maybe bleed with, with the Ukrainians over, over the fact their places are being ripped apart. Uh, we don't recognize that we have all these children that are being uh, shipped off into other parts of a foreign country. Uh, we don't do anything about it. We don't think there's anything that can be done about it. And the fact that the ICC took the effort and took the work to issue an arrest warrant is something to be thought about. It's something to be maybe be happy about if you're on that side of the case, or maybe to be sad about if you're on the other side of the case, or to be outraged about if you're on the other side of the case. But it's something that identifies an act that, are, an act that is being taken. It includes another person that may not have as many powers in protection, although I doubt that um, Ms. Lobova-Volva is ever going to uh, leave Russia. She's going to stay right where she's at. So somebody would have to uh, um, somehow get her out of Russia or would have to get her turned over, and I doubt that's going to happen. So as we see this happen, as we see these war crimes, as we see these, these events occur, you have to think in your mind, what is the reason for it happening, and can it ever come true? And um, I, I can tell you this much, um, it, it's my job to have American idioms, and my belief, my personal belief, and, um, you know, Gary always um, uh, w- 
tries to warn me about uh, personal beliefs and uh, exercising them on on shows such as this. But I think the, the idiom I would apply to this is one of when pigs fly. Um, that Vladimir Putin is actually going to be held responsible for anything that the ICC has issued as a uh, as a criminal um, act against him or as an arrest warrant. And if you want to have an, uh, the war escalated among the countries, all you need to do is have some country decide they're going to go arrest Vladimir Putin and, and go hauling him off because I think that country is going to be facing the wrath of Russia. And what United States or China would do is very interesting. But remember, they are not part of the ICC. This is Brad Pollock of the law firm of Bell & Pollock. Uh, happy to be talking to you this, this week. And you've been listening to the Legal Anatomy podcast that we do every week. So uh, make sure you listen to the rest of the shows.